You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to SSPN Live. I'm Jude. That's Ethan. If you haven't been here before, we're here to talk San Antonio Spurs basketball. The Spurs just got a huge win over the Rockets whenever it comes to their playing chances, Ethan. I know the last episode we recorded, I'm pretty sure both of us said that the Spurs probably weren't going to make the play-in. So as of right now, we're eating our words, but we like that in a good way um, in this situation. Um, but man, what a roller coaster of a game that was, Ethan. In the first half, it looked like, all right, the dudes are, you know, they, they know what time it is. It looks like they're going to cruise to an easy victory. And then it came down to that final shot, which really it was like the luck of the toilet bowl there uh, that got the Spurs tied with the Lakers uh, for the 10 seed. So, I mean, I, I just texted you before this stream started and I was just saying it seems like things get crazier and crazier as the as the later the season gets. So it was just, I mean, what a wild finish and what a wild game. I know, like you said, it looked like the Spurs are going to be in control from start to finish. I mean, really, we played a phenomenal game until the end there. I think we kind of got... A little too conservative, plus the Rockets were hitting some crazy threes that really kept them into the game. But other than the three ball, it was really a dominant dominant game by everybody on the San Antonio Spurs. I'm talking paints, uh, point, points in the paint. It was 72-30 to 30 in favor of the Spurs. Uh, rebounding 56-44 to 44 in favor of the Spurs. Field goal percentage in favor of the Spurs. Uh, like I said, we had an off night from three where they were very good from three, which really kept them in. Um, but overall, I didn't have any complaints other than the fact it seems like we continued to kind of once we get up, Jude, like we're like, all right, we're good. Let's kind of coast to the end. And I don't know why. To me, that never works. I've watched several high school, college and professional games this year, and they just they, they always do that. We're like, oh, we're going to win. Let's just kind of dribble out the clock and uh, we'll find our shots every once in a while. But we're not going to be aggressive. And it never works. And I hate that we do that <laughs> because our largest lead was 16 and we should just kept on going and pushed all the way to the end, but it seems like we played a little too conservatively, let them back in. Yeah, uh, just in regards to that last point you were making there, I think that kind of the common theme, because you mentioned, you know, you see that in high school, you see it in college, and you even see it in the pros. You know what I think the common theme is there? All of the teams that you may be watching, I mean, maybe not, but young players, right? A lot of young teams like that, you know, still like they were even mentioning it during the Rockets broadcast. I want to say the Spurs are the youngest team in the well, I don't think they're the youngest team in the league, but they're close no, to the youngest. They're team like in the, the sixth or seventh, I believe. Yeah, but they're the youngest team that Popovich has ever had. Yes. And um, just by average age. And so I think because of that, you know, you have less maturity and you have less experience. So when you get up by a certain amount, just by the nature of being younger, yeah, you, you kind of just you don't have as much maturity. So you tend to maybe let the foot off the gas, think that you can coast a little bit. But mm -hmm. once again, as we've seen throughout this season, uh, the game needed was way closer than it needed to be. But, you know, you made some good points on kind of those threes at the end there, too. Like the one that happened right before to cut it to one mm -hmm. um, before DeJounte hit the last two free throws. Like there was nothing that Jay Rich could have done there. That was like the best contest he could have possibly made. And yeah. so and sometimes that just happens in basketball. Uh, 
uh, especially whenever it comes to these like clutch moments where people just need to hit shots. I mean, I could go back to some high school basketball games I covered this year, and there was one player who's a freshman, and he played the best defense I've seen all year, and it was a buzzer-beating three at the end of the third quarter to like cut the lead a little bit. And sometimes those just those just go down when a team's determined on a comeback like that, but. Still a, a roller coaster of a game because mm-hmm. at the beginning it was like, you know, Keldon Johnson was throwing full court passes. Um, you know, we were seeing we saw the jock. Uh, well, we saw jock and yock and then we saw jock and Zach. So we've been able to see jock at the four more. I'm sure that's something that we'll get into a little bit uh, later, but. Just going through the stats as well, DeJounte, 33 points tonight, 11 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks also. Um, 21-9 and nine from Keldon, he had 4 assists, 2 steals, 2. Um, Josh Primo didn't have the best shooting night, 3 for 11, only 6 points, but had 3 steals. And the other thing I noticed from Josh is even when he has games like this, Ethan, it just seems like he still manages to find ways to contribute. Like at the end of the day, I go and look on the stat sheet. He's three for 11. But when I watch the game, I'm like, yeah, he's missing shots, but like he's finding other ways Mm -hmm. to get involved and affect the game in a positive way. What were your kind of thoughts on that? He's definitely getting better at playing without the ball. I think that was a little bit of a struggle at times. Like he kind of forgot where his role was because he comes from the G League where he is the primary ball handler and facilitator. And I'm sure it's like a mental thing to kind of shift into a completely different role. And that's getting better. He seems a lot more comfortable um, in that floor spacing role, but he still has that ability to create for others. We saw it tonight. He was driving and dropping it off for Jakob and Zach Collins as well. Uh, and then defensively, you hit it right on the nose, man. He's just such a great, solid defender already at 19 years old. His ceiling is so high. And just his help defense in general, just one of the best on the team. Besides, of course, Jakob, DJ, and Devin. Like, he's right there with those guys as far as help defense. Yeah. he. Uh, the other thing that I feel like he showed in this game, too, was his kind of his like floater game ish like the shots that he made they weren't they were like a mixture of a floater and a layup but they still were like tough and had some distance and he had to kind of maneuver himself midair and change directions and then make the shot so it was like even in the games where he maybe doesn't play that great like you said you see it on the help defense and you kind of get to see another new wrinkle in his game um Mm -hmm. you know instead of just shooting threes you know in the corner so that was cool there too talking about Devin a little bit he also had a little bit of a struggle tonight uh was able to put up nine points had eight rebounds too um had a steal as well as two assists shot three for 13 overall went perfect from the free throw line and was o of three uh on three pointers I feel like Devin kind of since the all-star break you know, some people, when you watch, you may think, okay, he's taking a step back. And to an extent, yes, when it comes to production, that has happened. But at the same time, I feel like he's also had his role increased, Mm -hmm. but it's like changed. Like he's more off ball now where when he was on the bench and kind of coming in with Lonnie, I feel like he was more on the ball, if that makes sense. What are your kind of thoughts on Devin uh, since the all-star break and then tonight as well? Well, he had an initial just like explosion um, that we were all really happy about. We're like, okay, maybe this is the Devin Vassell that we have now unlocked with the departure of Derek White. Um, but that has, you know, slowly declined as, as scoring wise. But everything else is still there. Um, to me, his impact is seen on things that are not on the box score. Unfortunately, I know we would like to see more scoring, more rebounding. It's more similar to Josh Primo. Yes, it, his his defense is still just. 
top of the line, his off-ball movement still top of the line, just him being on the court and being in one of the two corners of the wing just spaces the floor for DeJounte, allows other guys to be you know, the primary ball handlers. And then pushing the pace and transition, he has gotten way better at that. Um, is it like as far as getting the rebound off the glass and pushing it you know, from, from coast to coast, he and Keldon have gotten a lot better at that since the All-Star break, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's definitely, you know, I, I would say that I feel like Primo still had a little bit more of a, I guess, controlled game tonight, um, I guess, offensively. But I think that Vassell, it's kind of that similar thing. Like he still finds way to con- ways to mm-hmm. contribute. And especially tonight, when you look at the points in the paint and just the size difference that they had, like he was able to eat on the boards and like those eight rebounds in a three point game are, are pretty important. That can be the difference between winner, winning or losing mm-hmm. for comparison. Um, he had just as many boards as Zach Collins and granted he had more minutes than jock, but still had four more rebounds than him as well. Um, three of them were offensive boards. Yep. Yep. And you saw that. Uh, and that's that's something that is super dynamic because you already have Jakob, who's one of the best offensive rebounders in the league. So if Devin Vassell can come in there and grab a couple, um, you know, that's something that you can definitely can help you out um, and be mm-hmm. a big plus and a win. And Just he's going, still getting his shots. Sorry to cut you off, but he's no, still getting good. his shots. It'd be different if he was only getting up like four or five shots a game. He got he up, up 13. 13. He's just not hitting them. So it, 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 he'll figure it out. He'll get back into rhythm. It's just like you said, a role change. Shooting slumps happen. Yes. It's a thing. Even Keldon's kind of going through one right now, too. He was one for six tonight uh, from three. But, like, you know, like, when you watch Keldon's shot and you watch him at the free throw line, you're like, okay, this is still, like, so significantly improved, you know, than the past two seasons. So, you know, you're giving, you're giving a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here, but it seems like there definitely has been a surge here since the All-Star break. And that's just facts because to, with the win tonight, they're 8-8, eight and eight, 500. Um so, and and I think a big part of that, another person we haven't talked about is Josh Richardson. Like if Josh Richardson isn't here right now, I don't think the Spurs even nest. I don't think they win this game really mm-hmm. because with, if Lonnie's still hurt, you're not really going to have anybody else to turn to off the bench. Like yeah. maybe you're like, is it Weez camp at that point? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, Weasley, Weezy's been struggling in this few minutes that he's been getting. So I'm like, like you said, Josh Richardson has been huge. I wasn't expecting this Jude. I was expecting a couple threes a game and some solid defense, but nothing special. Um, kind of like an older, like to me, Danny green wasn't this good in my opinion, no. like, like all around game. Danny green was just a more spacer that could defend yeah. one through three. Me. Yes. Josh Richardson has come in and shown us that he still has some of that game that he had in Miami uh, back when he was averaging 17 or 18 points a game. Um, so I don't know if it was a system thing or a confidence thing. I don't know what switch he has flipped, hey. but he has been a huge fit with us. Yeah, didn't yeah. didn't mean to cut you off no, there again, but remember when he, uh, he quote tweeted the tweet that he had back in 2014, I love Greg Popovich, and then he was like, life is crazy or something whenever he got traded. So, I mean, you know, maybe he's just really relishing his role under Pop, and Pop's getting more out of him. Um, I'm excited to have him locked up for next season, and, you know, honestly... You know, we can talk about all the things Jay Rich does on the floor. And he even kind of had an off game tonight is the crazy thing. Yeah. Like when you compare it to the rest of the way, you know, the tape that he's had since the trade. Um, But the other thing that I loved and my favorite moment about him tonight was at the end of the game and some nasty, as Eric Pacina says, that's and that's facts. Um, But when he had his arm around DeJounte 
when they were walking back to the bench at some point. And I don't know what they were talking about, but like just seeing that and how he has like him and DeJounte play really well together. Yes. And I think it's because they're both vets. Right. So they mm-hmm. understand things that like some of the other younger guys are still learning. And so it's going to be scary to see, think what those guys will be like once they get there. Um, but mm-hmm. seeing like a vet like Josh Richardson, who's kind of just been around the league and in some other like big markets like a yeah. Philadelphia, you know, a Boston, a Miami, to see how drawn he is to DeJounte and how much it seems like he's likes him, even though he's only been here for such a short time, that gives me a lot of confidence for the Spurs free agency hopes. But I mean, also, it just gives me a lot of confidence in DeJounte Murray as a leader and just the way that the guys rally around him. Because another thing that we were talking about is, you know, maybe you don't have to go to free agency as much as we would have thought in the past. One of the things that you and I were talking about before the game was Keldon's performance. And this kind of is getting back to what Eric Flores commented here at the beginning. I brought this up a little bit earlier, but if the Spurs keep playing like the last four games and today was the Rockets and they let them way back in and the Rockets are the bottom of the league. Yeah. But still, if the Spurs keep playing like the last four games and get good draft picks, they're going to be scary next year, to be honest. And maybe scary is a little bit like, I don't know if they're going to be scary. We're, we're going to have to mm-hmm. see. That might be, you know, a year or two a little bit early. But I think that they definitely can be a playoff contender. If if Keldon takes another jump and is mm-hmm. averaging 20 points, they're they're going to be able to compete for a playoff spot, I think. I think next year our ceiling, like like – our our man said with the draft picks coming in with the experience everybody's been getting from this season next year our ceiling is probably where cleveland is in the east right now where everybody was like i didn't expect them to be this good that's a great comparison obviously they have evan mobley which helps who's going to be you know a multi-time all-star darius garland's also you know ready um but they have their kevin love presence who's a veteran off the bench we have Jay Rich, John mm-hmm. T. Murray, obviously already an all-star. Now we're just waiting for Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell and Josh Primo and whoever we bring in this this upcoming draft to kind of elevate us to that 7-6 spot in the West. I think that our man White Dog Skater right here has just got the perfect plan because I don't think he's talking about Zach Collins. I think he's talking about Zach Levine right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and, you know, hey, the Bulls are struggling a little bit. It's true. And I think if, you know, you give you give the money to Zach, he's not you're still going to have a little bit left for Keldon, which is the other thing that we kind of just talked about. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm still very skeptical of come. it happening. <laughs> I mean, it makes it's just sense fun like on paper, it. like the way we're talking about it. Like, and because yeah. him and DeJounte are friends. Exactly. Like both from Seattle. I just have a hard time believing he's going to leave Chicago because in my mind, he's like, I'm the next MJ. I play the shooting guard position. I literally I love DeMar. Contest. Yeah, I got DeMar Rosen. Lonzo, Lonzo and Caruso are still hurt. Yep, they're, like, they're building this team around me. Why would I leave for a team that's maybe going to be a fringe playoff team? He did sign with New Balance, but... That's Isn't just, Kawhi on the New Balance team too? Yes, yes. Like, and, we're, and we're so is hairs. so is Darius yeah. Basley. Like, like we're randomly. getting all these guys. Like, <laughs> like, like Darius Basley's even that good? Like, yeah, but yeah. he's just randomly signed by New Balance because Kawhi just signs whoever he wants to sign. That's why Dejounte got a contract when Dejounte wasn't even like Dejounte yet. You know, yeah. We we knew he deserved it as Spurs fans, but you know, the rest of the league was really like, 
why is DeJounte getting a shoe deal right now? <laughs> like, I'm actually a huge fan of the New Balance. No, dudes. I like them too. I think they look really and I cool. like DeJounte's, yeah. especially the Fiestas. Yeah, hell yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Calvin Johnson, though. Uh, because we, we've, we've briefly, briefly talked about how he's kind of elevated this game. And I think his shooting slump that you mentioned earlier is kind of a blessing in disguise because it's unlocked the rest of his game that we didn't really know he had. Because at the start of the season, we were like, okay, he's a bull in China shop. He's going to get to the rack, but he has nothing else. And then he became, oh, he's our best shooter. But if he drives, he either goes to the hole or he loses the ball. And now it's like, okay, he's kind of got a little bit of an in-between game. He's a little bit more explosive as far as getting offensive rebounds and tip backs. He's got a floater package that we didn't realize he had. He has a kind of a finesse layup game that we hadn't seen because he's so powerful and likes to finish with dunks. We just hadn't seen that. And, of course, we've seen glimpses of, like, you know, turnaround jumpers and a mid-range package. That still kind of hasn't been fully unlocked yet, uh, but we've seen signs of it. Because, like you said, one for six tonight from three-point land. Usually that means Keldon had a bad game, but he had 21 points. He had a good game, honestly. He had a very good game. He was vital, you know, the entire time, especially in transition. And like I said, on the glass, um, it just keeps keeps pushing my theory, Jude, about him being the next Barkley. I was about to say it! Dude, y'all have connected twice on this stream. He said earlier that you stole his Cavs comparison. Man, Eric Pacina, Ethan Quintero. I'm telling you, this is this Barkley. This is the new SSPN. This is Barkley, bro. <laughs> like, he is the second coming of Charles Barkley. Obviously, Charles is a better rebounder, but he got nine boards tonight. Like, he was, he's been crazy on that glass recently. So, I, I see it, Jude. I see it. What do you, what do you think? I see I see definitely shades of it. I think he's going to be his own, you know, he's still going to be his own player, but definitely there are shades of Charles Barkley's game um mm-hmm. in Kelton. I think, you know, it's they were compare the Rockets <laughs> broadcasters were uh comparing him to Jay Sean Tate. I saw I heard uh, that. I was like the disrespect. Yeah, I was like I don't I don't know about that one, but like whenever it comes to like playing bigger than like how, you know, tall you are, that is definitely um, going to be similar. And I think he's going to be, he's going to be better than Draymond. So honestly, yeah, I mean, it is, he's going to be this generation's Keldon Johnson, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But I, I think that, uh, he's definitely like, when you look back and you compare players, like at the end of their careers, I think him and Barkley, whenever it comes to their play style, uh, will definitely be pretty similar. Go watch game seven, 1993. <laughs> It was it was it was Phoenix versus Golden State. Does he look just like him? Dude, no, this is just what I want him to do. Okay. Like like what Barkley was able to do against these guys that were like 6'10. I'm glad Keldon's the thumbnail today. Yeah, Keldon <laughs> Keldon deserves all of the roses today because I've just been so impressed with him as of late. The past couple of weeks, especially. Like the dudes really continued to get better and better as an offensive player. And in transition, dude, he's he's just deadly, bro. He's so deadly. But what were you saying though about Yeah, yeah, Phoenix versus Golden State, <laughs> round one playoff game in ninety three, game seven. Barkley had fifty six, I believe. That was his career high. That game, bro, he went off, but just his his ability to he was only six five, maybe even six four. Barkley's small looking at him. Yeah. And, and he he can he locked those guys. Well, he he is small. I mean, he's thick. Well, this is Phoenix Barkley, so he kind of slimmed up a little bit. He was a little bit more muscular tone. Oh, but uh, like if if Kelton can get even a sort of 
the same post moves as Barkley and and ninety three, dude. That's crazy. And like like exactly, he hasn't even his prime yet, so he has plenty of time to get in the gym. Tim Duncan lives down the street. Go knock on his door and ask him for a few pointers on posting up because that would make oh Kelvin gosh. Johnson just unstoppable. That and maybe a little bit better handles, but his handles aren't bad right now. But I'm I'm telling you, bro, a post up game for Kelvin Johnson, it's over. It's over. <laughs> I I think that the only thing no if he has a post up game that's that's going to be really that's going to be really really deadly. He's still going to have the 6-6 thing but hopefully, you know, he'll be posting up like threes or at least even he can post up like a 6-8-4 like a Jeremy Grant like he could post up Jeremy oh, yeah. Grant. Well, he's yeah. so explosive, dude. Like when he jumps from he's those 22. boards, he's 22. He's 22. So, he's so high up in the air, man. He's so strong too. Like I I, I just I can't get over it. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted, you. <laughs> no, but so this is kind of getting back to our man Josh Lope 60, 16's comment here. Uh, Keldon is Murray's Robin, right? So we were texting before the game today, and we were just kind of thinking about like, yes, this is this is literally what we. I think we've realized what RR two one zero Texas is saying here. KJ is the Spurs' next superstar, and. Also, what White Dog is saying here, do you guys think DJ and KJ as our one-two punch is enough to take us to become an elite team? I think yes. I just think that they're so young. Like, yeah. five years from now, these dudes are going to be monsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, and, you, and Draymond knows this dude played in the Olympics. Like, yeah. Draymond Kelvin's, thinks he needs to slim down. I don't know if you heard that. Really? I did he not said I, if, He said if KJ loses a few pounds, he's an all-star. And I was like... I oh, I know. thought he just said he was an all-star in general. No, uh, he probably he might have probably just, two different quotes. Yeah, <laughs> or he could have been making fun of him. You're right. He could have been teasing. I was about to say. I'm pretty sure he probably was saying that. But because yeah, I was like, he's got no fat on him. The dude's just like sheer muscle jacked. Yeah. But seriously, he, I mean, look, he's a scorer at all three levels. Like, and this is his first year, really, like, with a big role. I mean, it's his second year as a starter, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not – you don't have LaMarcus and DeMar anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like DeJounte. Yeah. And, okay, DJ will be 31. Yeah, still in his prime. Yeah, and besides, we'll have Devin and <laughs> yeah. Primo. Primo will probably have a lot of those Whatever minutes. draft, Whatever draft pick. I, I get what you're saying, but 31 yeah. is still like – that's probably like the last year of your like elite, elite. But I don't know, dude. There are some people who like age really well, and I feel like DeJounte – but at 31, he's still going to be just as athletic. In today's Probably NBA? after that, he might drop off a little bit. But he's still yeah. going to be very effective as a playmaker and a shooter. Yeah. And in today's and NBA, they're they're playing forever. Like, yeah. it don't even matter. Like, Chris Paul's – like, he was supposed to be washed, and he's just dominating in Phoenix still. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely, I think – and when you look at DeJounte and his conditioning, I think DeJounte will – Unless there's like not another, unless there's some crazy injury, which is always a possibility with anybody that you could have a freak injury, um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to age very well. And this is what our man, jo- is this what you were just looking at? No, I was no. going to say, think about the big three because Timmy got old and we still were competitive because TP and Manu and Kawhi. So like- and Timmy, like in his last year, was kind of carrying us in that series against the Thunder. Yeah. Like he was the only reason we were in it. And that was his retirement season. And he was going for like 20 and 20. Yeah, just like granted. Work. Granted, I know like you can't compare Dejounte. You can't compare yeah. people to Tim Duncan, but yeah, like like our man is saying here. Point is, Dejounte is going to age well. Thirty one, he'll be yeah. good. <laughs> Facts. 
But going back to our man Josh Lope here, imagine if we can secure an actual big, we'd be a huge threat in the West. And I think that that's kind of the key here. But this is another thing that I want to get into, and that's just bigs, right? Mm. Because that's probably where you do need another star. Honestly, to be a contender, you can have DeJounte and Keldon, but I think if you could have like a above average big that can do a little bit more offensively while also being a solid defender than like Jakob can do I think that really would help put the Spurs over the edge um but Jock Landale we're seeing the we're seeing the four lineup like yeah I know that's a big turn and not saying that Jock's gonna be that guy but I don't know dude he's a rookie let's see that was so funny dude (laughs) I know you were like we're like an all-star center away but Jock Landale. <laughs> I know. But the dude's play I don't he will never be an all-star. No, I know what you're saying though. He's playing very well at the four. And this is what I've we were texting about this the other day. This is what I've been talking about. The ESPN Australia video. Real ones, real SSPN fans know. The ESPN Australia video before he even signed with the Spurs, the interview he did, you can look it up on YouTube. Jock Landale said he felt like he'd be more of a four in the NBA. You've talked about it. If he cuts some weight down this offseason, allows him to play on the perimeter a little bit more. We saw, you know, the impact of that defensively, and it really wasn't that bad against a small ball team tonight. They were able to rotate pretty well, him and Jakob, and it allowed you to get the rebound advantage, which allows you to get the points and the paint advantage, which really, at the end of the day, won you the freaking game, which is what we've been talking about for a long time. (laughs) So... You know, it was fun. It's fun to see that. And we saw it also in the the Pelicans game where Josh Richardson tweeted the Jock Landale game, <laughs> which was just hilarious. But the point is the the four or Jock at the four and playing with bigs. And when you actually have like that advantage on the boards, like I think that that is a key for the Spurs moving forward. If we don't draft a big with one of these picks. I might just stop being a Spurs fan. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a <laughs> no, lie. I, I, I will. I will sit through the. the but five. we'll be we'll be frustrated. No, look, they're gonna I'll sit they're Keldon at the center. They're gonna call some random name, and it's gonna be some card from yep. like Oregon or something, uh, and, and we're gonna be like, "What the heck?" Just like we were with Primo, and yep. then like midway through the season, we're gonna be like, "I love him. He's the next greatest player ever." <laughs> how it works bro but yeah i saw someone comment earlier jalen duren i like jalen duren uh i know he's a little bit raw but all these guys are raw honestly especially the big men other than paolo um yeah primo gross is six nine sure he could be the next magic johnson um i'm just not so sure that there's a, a big guy out there that can immediately turn us into a you know like a, like a finals contender like if we draft one that's one thing because then like in, in three or four years maybe he is that but I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of a guy, Jew, that we can trade for or sign realistically that's, you know, in, in that ballpark. Like you, you think DeAndre Ayton, but I very much doubt he wants to leave Phoenix or Phoenix wants to let him go. I mean, we'd have to offer him a lot of money for them to even consider not matching that. But I don't think they would. Um, I think they'd match it and just get rid of other – dump other contracts to keep him because Chris Paul won't be around forever. Um we lost our chance on Sabonis, and we are seeing how that's turning out in Sacramento. I know it's a horrible organization, but you know what I mean? So what do you do? This is the question, isn't it? I mean, like, it, 
because whenever we talk about this, like there really isn't like a big around the league. Because I've been thinking about it too. This mm-hmm. is always like when I'm having conversations about the Spurs with my friends. This is like, okay, well, who would you go get? And it's just like, I really, I still haven't found an answer. And I guess that's the biggest issue. But the one thing I will say, so on Sabonis, I think that may have been a blessing in disguise. I mean, I don't know. Maybe in San Antonio, he's way better. But yeah, maybe. It's hard to say. Yeah, it, it's because it's like you don't want to ignore it completely because they're not playing good at all. Like, and he has like De'Aaron Fox next to him still. It's not like he has like absolutely no talent. Yes, they traded away Tyrese, but you know they have Buddy Heald. Rashawn Holmes is still. They don't have like, Buddy Heald anymore. Oh, they okay. He was actually in the trade. That's yeah. right. My bad. But still, you got De'Aaron Fox right and. So that's not looking well, but also the Kings are just god awful, like as an organization. So it's like maybe it's just the Kings, but then at the same time, it's just so that's kind of the situation there. And then with Aiton, I just feel like sometimes, and maybe it's just that he's shadowed on the number one team in the league right now, right? And Mm -hmm. He's maybe if he was on the Spurs, he'd be able to show off a little bit more of what he has. But I feel like he's just kind of turned into like a run, jump, and dunk center. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I see what I know what you mean, and I just don't know if I want to pay thirty million for that. Yeah, I don't know if I want to either. That's why I'm like, I would love DeAndre Ayton, but I don't know if I'm willing to give him the amount of money it would take for Phoenix not to match it. It's my thing. You know, I know Miles Turner has had a lot of downsides, um, and I don't know if he's necessarily like our ideal big, but I do think that maybe in the Spurs system, he might be able to do some things that Jakob can't, if that makes sense. Like he can be, he's just way more physical of a specimen and he can shoot more. Just what are, what are kind of your negatives to Miles Turner? My negatives are, he's had quite a while to prove that he's like an offensive threat and he's still not really like it's at least better than Jakob Pertl offensively. Like it's hard to make that argument. Like, yeah, maybe he dunks more, but other than that, like it's hard to make that argument. And he's had the chance to be their number one guy. Um, he had it before DeMontis Sabonis got there. He was like, it's you and Victor Oladipo. And then DeMontis Sabonis kind of elevated his game. And they're like, okay, it's the three of you. And then they didn't do anything really. And then it was, okay, it's you and it's Sabonis. And they still didn't do anything. It's like, all right, well, now it's just you. And now he's hurt. So I don't know if I have a knock, like a specific knock, other than the fact that he hasn't really proven. He hasn't gotten that much better since his rookie year. Like, really. Yeah. You know what? The only thing that I could think of while you were giving that whole spiel was it's kind of just like, it's kind of similar to Zach. Zach Collins, but like Zach's younger, you know? I'd, I'd say he's a lot better than Zach. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if he's that much better than Jakob. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're talking about right now. Because Jakob's a very formidable, good center in the NBA. Yes. Like, very good. But he's not an all-star. At least most of us don't think he has yeah. the, the potential to be an all-star. That's, so that's what we're talking about. Like, we got to find a big... It can be an all-star. And I just don't know if if I think Miles Turner has had enough time to prove that he's capable of being an all-star. And then there's I just have too much doubt in that his ability to do so. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe it's an organizational thing, but I haven't seen it. I think I think you're given a good rational side of this instead of just looking at 
his potential upside. I guess what I was kind of trying, the point I was trying to make, like in regards to the Zach thing was like their upsides, like what they do other than the only thing that Miles does that Zach can't do is just be like 250 pounds <laughs> and, yeah. and, and bigger than him. But like offensively, like Zach's probably got the same post game as him. He's probably around just as good of a shooter. And they're both just shot blockers really on defense. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, why would you go out and pay for that when you can get this like super low risk contract on Zach Collins, who's 24 and you know, like there's more potential for his potential to potentially work out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though that's a lot of what ifs, like you see what I'm saying? It's like, why would you go get that when you could just ride this guy for two more years and then he'll be pause uh and then he'll be and then he'll be like the same age as miles turner at the end of the contract you see what i'm saying yeah like it's right now so i want to i want to say this about miles turner real quick his second year in the nba was his best year he averaged 14 points seven rebounds and two blocks on 53 percent shooting or uh yeah 53 percent shooting from the field and then Last year, I won't count this year because he only played 42 games and he's kind of been in and out of the lineup. So last year, he averaged 12.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, and 3 blocks on 60% shooting. So like, and in between there, he had one, two, he had three seasons between that. So rebounding and points went down, blocks went up, field goal percentage went up did they win anymore no no yeah so that that's that's my argument against him yeah um so oh, no. christian wood this 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 is so disrespectful to the man that i still have on my wall this is so disrespectful for hey, you listen, he's balling right now for for those of you listening on podcast let's not complain sir man mark obed goes on let's not complain at least we are not a team who has drew eubanks as a starting center oh no but Poor going drew. back to christian wood shout out to drew eubanks we still love you glad you're getting to play on your home state team um but going back to christian wood i think that this is actually a pretty decent like that actually might be a contract that could be moved because he's on an expiring deal and the Rockets, like, yes, he's a great player and he kind of fits their system, but does it, it doesn't really matter for them right now. I feel like he, they'd be, be willing to swap him for the right deal. Yeah, but who the only problem we... is he's in our division. So every trade that you make, like, you're going to be seeing him a lot. So it better be a really good move. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I can, I don't so think they want any of our, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that also he added on our man White Dog Skater said that he's kind of doo-doo on defense, but offensively he's damn good. Yeah, and he's young. Um, and a pretty fair contract, four. honestly. Yeah, you can play the four or the five. Honestly, if I wonder if we could give him, give them two of our first this year, and maybe they would accept that. Um, yeah. It's, I mean – Face value, yeah. Face value, you say they they would say no because Christian Wood's a good center, but like you said, Rockets aren't winning with him right now. I know he's young, but he's still older than their other guys. They get two more firsts. He fits more with our timeline. Yeah, and then that would mean we would keep Jakob because I don't think they want Jakob. Or if they do, it would only be to make money work. But I don't think money would be an issue because both of us have a lot. They of want like smaller centers. Yeah, because you see it with Shangun. Yeah, they have Sangoon too. So that's and Garuba, like that's who they're playing. I think is he hurt right now? I'm pretty sure he's hurt right now. Who? 
Uh, Christian Wood. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty. I was, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure. Or he's, he's not playing, regardless. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we, maybe we throw in uh, a sign and trade for Lonnie. Maybe we give mm-hmm. him Lonnie. There's your, there's your star. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he hey, hey Jalen Rose said he was Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. Oh, I'm crying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or and, and McDermott. Yeah. Yeah, we can give him Lonnie McDermott and and two, two of our the, the two lower picks in the first round. I'd be down with it. I you know I'd I'd probably be down with that too. Honestly, because he's like 14 million, so you're replacing you're just replacing Doug's contract with. A way better player, honestly. Would you and put him at the four or the five? I'd Would put him at the four. I'd start yeah. him just where Doug was. Yeah. And so then you'd probably have DeJounte, Devin, Keldon, Christian Wood, Jakob. And off the bench, you would have Primo, Trey Jay Jones, Rich, Trey Jones, KBD, and Jakob. No, Jakob's starting. Okay. You mean Zach? Zach, yeah. Actually, and maybe you don't even do KBD. Maybe they're just rolling with Jock now. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's true. And our second round pick, whoever that may be, <laughs> signs Samanich. Oh, God, <laughs> okay, no, I, you know, I, we talked about this, and it was a waste of time because just like I said last episode, Ethan, what the Spurs need to do this off season, cut everybody, don't offer anybody, like save as much money as possible, whatever you have left to offer it to Samanich. And Bryn and Bryn Forbes, no, just Samanich. <laughs> Got to bring Bryn back so we can flip him for a for an easy second, and some and a copier. But what, if, but what if Samanich goes somewhere else? <laughs> Just give him the max, bro. Just yeah, I know. Him. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like we can get we can get Bryn on the minimum later. Like, Dude, it looks like we kind of created some uh, hype for that trade. There, yeah, too. see, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's everybody's really into it. All right, huh. <laughs> let's call our buddies at the Rockets. I'll call Ethan yes. Hamilton. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna call Samanich, and we're gonna repair this relationship. What's and it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to make him the next Dirk. It's going to happen. All right, y'all. God. Well, thank you guys so much for coming to today's SSPN Live after the Spurs Rockets game. We appreciate y'all. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're here on YouTube. If you're on the podcast feed, don't forget to give us a five-star review and a rating. Uh, we'd really appreciate that. And then go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Ethan underscore Quintero, at Jude McLaren, spelt as they are on the screen. Uh, and that's how you can stay up to date when whenever we're going to be dropping new episodes or whenever we're going to be going live, you can stay up to date there. And if you'd like to support the show and buy some merchandise, you can go over and head to SpursTubeTV.com. They also have a hub for a bunch of different Spurs content as well as our content uh, if you just want a website to go to and YouTube's being mean to you. So anyways, we'll catch y'all on the next one. We appreciate y'all and we'll see y'all later.